going back to run again. Yeah! <laughs> oh. So I hope our listeners, John, Scott, and Kat, are listening for, to our show <laughs> for you by us. <laughs> That's right. This is WGRL Radio back, back, back again, Henny. And to guess do what? Talk about nothing. Talk about <laughs> nothing. But guess what? We have something to say about everything. We do. <laughs> we really do. The DJ's out to get you. Oh my God. It is June 1st. You know what that means? It is the start of Gay Pride Month. Yay! Pride Month! Pride Month! Pride Month! Pride Alert! Gay Alert! Um, Only dance floor professionals. Yeah! Um, yes, that means get out every piece of rainbow clothing you possibly have in your closet... It doesn't matter if it's a partial rainbow. It doesn't matter if it's a full rainbow. It doesn't matter if it has all the colors. Just anything that looks like a rainbow. Get it out. Put it on. Because that's what this month is all about. <laughs> I don't even put know on. what to say. Absolutely. Make a rainbow. Crochet a rainbow. Paint a rainbow. Put rainbow tattoos. Those, uh, what are the little kid tattoos? Put yes. on, I was going to say iron on. Don't iron rainbow tattoos on your skin. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> do every other type of rainbow tattoo. Get the, do the henna, do the, you got to get socks. You got to get Oh my eyeshadow. God, make a rainbow, rainbow cake. Those rainbow cakes are cool, but you should make they one. Are, they really are cool. <laughs> yes, the month of June is all about a corporate money grab. Pay it, yes. all of your companies that you know and love that donate to all of these evil politicians will change their logos to make you think that they support your rights. But guess what, ladies and they gentlemen? They don't. They are quietly stabbing you in the back while you buy all of this stuff. <laughs> They're going to put gay, gay, gay on their labels. Oh, yes. Gay, gay, gay on their signature. <laughs> change, 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 change your pronoun. We love the gays until July. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's Thank you. Really Thank good. you very much. <laughs> but kind of true. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> Uh, Not for everyone, but, you know, for so many. Right. Well, it is a fun month. You know, it is the month of gay pride in New York City. And as you uh, know... Uh, sorry, I was just going to step on you. It's the month of Alegria. They, well, that's where I was going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. And obviously, who cares about pride? Uh, it's Alegria month. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh, my God starting to get itchy itchy for the dance floor oh i'm starting to get nervous i love our dance floor <sighs> nerves oh i get so, so good well and it's like we're gonna take gretchen and we've got to sherpa her through the process oh, and it's gonna be god like, it's starting it's, to dread that i'm not i feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm i feel like i'm about to give birth like i'm gonna oh, like push i'm gonna push a baby out through my loins and birth a <laughs> circuit baby it is <laughs> with your He's sister so excited it's great i mean we talk about outfits all the time and i'm like when she can dress when she can't she keeps asking me what i'm wearing i was like you already know i pulled my dance floor dress out of the archives 
Right. There will not be any rainbow flags on it. No. no. Because I bleed rainbow, so it's fine. <laughs> bleed. I thought you were about to say something else. Bleed rainbow. <laughs> um, well, you know, I got a couple of clips here to play you just to kick off Gay Pride Month. I mean, nothing better than a few little fun clips uh, of, uh, you know, just fun things about being gay. And the first one I wanted to play for you is this great clip that um, this girl named Megan Stalter, and she's now kind of a big deal. She plays Kayla in Hacks, but she was an up-and-coming comedian a couple of years ago when she made this spoof commercial of a fictional place, because, you know, we were talking about corporate money grab, right? And all these commercials come out about how, you know, it's like we're going to offer you a discount because it's Gay Pride Month and blah, 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 blah. And so she was kind of poking fun at this corporate money grab that happens every gay pride every year during Gay Pride Month. And she kind of like puts on this outfit. And you got to go look it up. Just look at Megan Stalter, high gay. It went completely viral. But she wears this like, you know, down home, like frumpy looking dress with like this black eyeliner. And she just like did it really quick. She says like her mom was about to pick her up to go shopping or something or go to the grocery store. And she had some time and she's like, I just thought about like, I'm just going to sit down. She had like, I had this idea and I wanted to make this like this like video of this kind of making fun of it. And it fucking like completely broke the internet. And you can hear she kind of like fucks up in it and like, which is on purpose. It's like, she kind of plays like illiterate. Like she's just like doing it at this for this down home country commercial. And it's about, it's a commercial for a butter shop, which is like fucking crazy. Um, but you can tell it's like she's purposely looking like past the camera, like she's looking at cue cards, but it's like she's trying to not look at it. It's just so fucking great. The whole setup. She's sitting on the edge of a chair. I mean, you got to go see it. But here's listen to her talk. This is her promotional video to the gays during Gay Pride Month from the butter shop. Hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. We are sashaying away with deals. This month <laughs> at the butter shop, we're running a special deal. If you can prove that you're queer, you get three pints off your fir- your your choice of creamed, chest, <laughs> or drowned drowned butter. And if you do mouth stuff, you get four. We love gay, and it's awesome. So come visit. And we also make candles now. Wouldn't a candle be nice for gay stuff? Gay stuff. In the bedroom or just hanging out. Yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Your part. <laughs> hey, wouldn't your partner want butter? From the original old male made home, we have been making butter since 1945, and we've been accepting all people since the last four months. So yeah, we're asking for you to come take a taste of Cecily's Butter Shop at Cecily's Butter Shop. My friend's mom, um, I think is, I think is gay. So. I mean, it's so great how she fucks up. <laughs> That's great. It's just like so bad, but on purposefully bad. I mean, it's so good. And I've got to tell you, when it first came out, and this was like two years ago, I thought it was fucking real. Like, I totally got it. I thought it was real. I thought it was like some, like, really, like, small town butter shop, you know, right. some uneducated, like, you know, hillbilly, sorry for the part of the language. But, like, I'm like, well, here's their corporate money grab. They're not, you know, they're getting the memo. Yep. And then I found it. It was her. And I was like, oh, that's so great. That is so great. <laughs> I will absolutely go watch it. Oh, it's hilarious. You got to see the body language and everything. So, yeah. 
Um, what are the little gay kickoff things do we have? Oh, nothing. Not no gay kickoff would be a would be would be complete without a little message from a bigot. You know, you got to throw in some hate just to like make fun of it. I mean, come on, you know what's out there. <laughs> you got to acknowledge it. You want to take That's how it we know back. it's Gay Pride Month, right? Exactly. <laughs> and of course, none other than one of our favorite bigots, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah, rainbows and bigots. Oh, month yes. of June, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene. She has got, I guess, like some kind of new podcast. And man, I mean, she. I've got another clip later to play you. But, like, she is just fucking up and putting her foot in her mouth so much. Oh, I mean, she, that makes me happy. It warms my heart. She is putting... Hold on, something just happened. Uh, there it goes. Okay. Um, she is... Um, she is, like, putting so much stuff out there, like, on these, on these podcasts she's doing, and it's, like, giving people so much material for fodder i mean it's so great listen to her talking about i don't know what day this was it was sometime recently because i this this podcast is just now kind of starting to show up and so i'm like "Mm, what's she doing she's getting ready for the campaign something but listen to her talk about straight people are about to be extinct (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah this is great they just want you to think that all of a sudden the entire population uh, is steadily turning gay or turning trans. Just generation, generation. Probably in about four or five generations, no one will be straight anymore. Everyone will be either gay or trans or non-conforming or whatever the f- list of 50 or 60 different options there are. <laughs> 50, 60. And dumb. that would be so bad, right? <laughs> no, I love it. It's like... And I guess it's like, we obviously know, God, what she's saying is so stupid and she sounds like an idiot. It's so stupid. But people are listening to that and they're like, that's right. That, they're trying to st- they're trying to gay our straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other big theory that now oh, I heard that it's kind of like the same thing that she's kind of uh, proselytizing about here. You know, everyone's going to be gay in, in two or three generations, four generations, whatever she said. But the other thing that I, that now is running rampant on the QAnon groups and all of these right wing conspiracies is that there's this theory about replacement theory. Have you heard about this? Oh yeah, where they're evidently the Democrats and the left are bringing in immigrants from all over to the country to replace the white man, so that they can outvote the Republicans. Tucker Carlson has mentioned replacement theory right over 400 times. Really? Yes. God. And I think that's only this year. God, I didn't know it was to have taken hold that fast or that was oh, that prevalent. Oh, it's on hold. Yep, it is. It is held on to. It is being discussed prominently. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know it was like that big already. Yeah. Well, here we go. Here you go is another one. <laughs> yep. Um, well, Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, she's a fucking nut job. But you're right. The scary thing is people are sitting around going, oh, that's right. That's right. They are going to do that. They are going to do that. I just am really hoping that we will get to a point that conscious and smarter and at least modern people start to outweigh the fucking stupid right 
that people are just like the kids that are being raised right now and the things that they're seeing like the generation is so different that they're just like what is your problem i know but those kids are the ones that are not voting no i'm saying younger than that even i'm saying oh. nine ten like you, you know our nieces and nephews that are young age right what they're how they're getting their education through school outside of florida um correct but but you know what i'm saying like it's just just all the exposure of everything and everything's fine and it's all good people can do what they want it's like i just and i guess the thing is i gotta remember that there's literally where's the hope box that you can check when it's time to go in and vote i'm gonna vote for hope (laughs) they're like yeah leave hope alone it doesn't exist it doesn't exist (laughs) I mean, I know what, it's like sometimes I think, God, when I listen back to the show, I'm like, God, we sound so negative. We're more jaded, I guess you could say. But it's like, it's it's not, it's real what we're saying. It's the truth. It's like, I don't, it's the truth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I don't know what to tell you. I can give you plenty (laughs) examples of lies and propaganda and the actual real fake news, but come on now. I know. Um... Xander Morix, Morix, uh, this is the name I don't know how to say, M-O-R-I-C-Z, is the openly gay class president for four years, and he made a speech at graduation in Pineview High School. Heidi, you just remember, or you just mentioned Florida, right? So he was told that if he's talked about being gay, that his mic would be cut, and they had the, and the faculty... And the people, you know, in charge of graduation had full support from the school board to cut his mic if he said gay. So he decided to change his speech and make it about having curly hair as a euphemism for being gay, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Listen to him. The audio is kind of bad here, but it's like the best one I could find, unfortunately. But you can get the idea. He's essentially just talking about how, you know, being having curly hair you know, well, here, just listen to him. That is why I must discuss a very public part of my identity. This characteristic has probably become the first thing you think of when you think of me as a human being. As you know, I have curly hair. <laughs> and then he takes his hat off. Then he rubs his fingers through his hair. Yeah. I used to hate my girls. I spent mornings and nights, embarrassed of them, trying desperately to straighten this part of my but the daily damage of trying to fix myself became too I mean, can you hear it? So, while having curly hair in Florida is difficult, due to the humidity, I decided to be proud of who I was and started coming to school as my authentic self. Here, it was Miss Ballard who answered my questions because I didn't have other curly-haired people to talk to. It was Mr. Pauling who wrote essays about curls costing me an opportunity that I really wanted. It was my friends that told me that curls were good on me and that I should stop fighting. It was a messy and twisted growth process, but eventually I did. It's because of the love I've drawn from this community that I came out to my family. Now I'm happy. Now I'm happy. And that is what is at stake. There are going to be so many kids with curly hair who need a community like Pineview, and they will not have one. Instead, they'll try to fix themselves so that they can exist in Florida's humid climate. So, yeah, I mean, it was a brilliant, 
uh, you yeah, know, euphemism. I saw and, it. Yeah. I mean, he's basically saying he came out with his curly hair and, you know, he's had a hard time because of his curly hair and he wanted to straighten his curly hair. You know, then he came out to his ha- family and he was happy. And, you know, it's like all these other kids are going to try to do the same thing as straighten their curly hair. So, I mean, I just thought it was a fucking amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> That's uh, when I know there's hope. There is hope. And, that you know, it's like he's got to get all of his friends to the fucking voting booth. That's what we need. Yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. So we, I need to go respond to him on TikTok. <laughs> oh, you really do. That's the thing. I mean, that really is the fucking answer to all of this. It's like I wish people would, would just really not forget. They're like, I don't know. I said it so much, and I got so worked up last week. God, I was exhausted after that. By the way, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, it's okay. <laughs> I listened back to us in the natural. We when we were done, I was like. You want to go talk about the dance floor? I was like, whenever, <laughs> whenever we finally got done, I was like laughing because I was like, that was a lot, but necessary. <laughs> All right, one more, one more kickoff to Gay uh, Pride Month. Ellen, did you know Ellen's farewell show happened? No, last week. No, I did not. I mean, so, yeah. So last week, uh, before Memorial Day, I don't know, I think it was like Friday, <clears throat> um, you know, she had her last show, and she came out and did her final monologue, and it was great. I mean, it was really cool, and, you know, I don't care, like, there's a lot of stuff that came out about Ellen about a couple of years ago, and after all that stuff came out, that she was a monster, and the organization she runs is completely toxic, and there's all kinds of harassment, and she's mean to the guests, and then all these videos started surfacing of people dissecting her interviews with guests and saying, here's another example of Ellen being mean to a guest. But really, she's like, Ellen's brand of humor is like very sarcastic and observational dry. and dry. She kind of pokes fun at you, but she's laughing with you, not at you. That's just who she is and how her, her humor is. Of course, people took to a, those videos and started you know, dissecting them and saying, here's mm-hmm. examples. Right, but anybody that knows Ellen, who's been around for a very, very long time, yeah, and you know you're sitting in a comedian's studio living yeah. room, right? <laughs> right. So you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know whatever happened with like those allegations. Did they get investigated? Are they true? Are they not? I really hope they're not true. I don't. I don't want to believe that of Ellen because. You know, like, she really changed my life. She, I obviously respect her as a trailblazer of gay rights, and, you know, I really put her up on a pedestal when it comes to, you know, creating the world that we live in now just because of what she did with her TV show when she came out. And I remember being a kid back in Oklahoma and, you know, watching that and being like, holy shit. Like, it really fucking shook me to my core. And then that People magazine cover where she's sitting there and it just says, yep, I'm gay. I remember seeing this and just definitely thinking like, huh. Like, I don't know if I said, yeah, I'm gay too. But I knew something. It was all starting to like click and come together when I started to see that show and that magazine and then other things started happening and it was just like oh it was she's just that's how i imagined her and know her right and that's the memory that i have i don't know about her but be all this other shit so 
I love her and I appreciate everything she did uh, for me because it was groundbreaking. It was truly groundbreaking what she did. And that show was fucking fabulous. I loved that fucking show, that Ellen show, that primetime TV show. It's fucking awesome. Here she goes. Here's her final monologue. Welcome to our very last show. I walked out here 19 years ago and I said that this is the start of a relationship. And today is not the end of a relationship. It's more of a little break. It's, uh, you can see other talk shows now. And <laughs> I may see another audience once in a while. <laughs> 20 years ago, when we were trying to sell the show, no one thought that this would work. Uh, not because it was a different kind of show, but because I was different. Very few stations wanted to buy the show. And here we are 20 years later celebrating this amazing journey together. It's amazing. Can you believe that was 20 years ago? Um, no. When we started the show, I couldn't say gay on the show. I was not allowed to say gay. Uh, I said it at home a lot. I, you know, what are we having for our gay breakfast? Or <laughs> gay salt? Has anyone seen the gay remote? Things like that. <laughs> we couldn't say uh, gay. I couldn't say we because that implied that I was with someone. Uh, she couldn't say wife, and that's because it wasn't legal for gay people to get married. And now I say wife all the time. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's crazy and See, awesome. I mean, that's the thing. She's really changed so much. 25 years ago, they canceled my sitcom because they didn't want a lesbian to be in prime time once a week. And I said, okay, then I'll be on daytime every day. How about that? Yeah. Nice, Ellen. What a beautiful, beautiful journey that we have been on together. And if this show has made you smile, if it has lifted you up when you're in a period of some type of pain, some type of sadness, anything that you're going through, then I have done my job. Because, because of this platform, we have been able to change people's lives. And this show has forever changed my life. It is the greatest experience I have ever had, beyond my wildest imagination. So, Twitch, one last time, dance with me. There you go. Oh, bye, Ellen. I know. Farewell. Very, That's very, fantastic. Very fan amazing. Um, so yeah, I'll miss her. You know, I, was, I watched her, especially working from home. <clears throat> I would turn it over there. So. So do you, uh, you've probably already heard about this or heard of him. Jared Carmichael, the comedian. Yeah. I tr well, I'll let you say what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. I've heard so of you're going to say you tried to watch it. That yeah. Yeah, there's this whole thing about that he came out yes on his show. Well, he did. An I'm sorry, did he did an HBO an special? I thought it was Netflix or HBO. Oh, sorry, it is Netflix. Whatever, sorry, it doesn't my matter. Apologies. It's one of those. But I he, don't know. yeah, he did a you know comedy special, right? Comedy ish. <clears throat> I yeah. thought very storytelling, uh, which I didn't mind because at first when I realized that it wasn't. Like, ah, ha, 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 comedy. Yeah. And that it was a little more subdued than that. And I expected it to be more subdued, even just with the opener, like the opening. 
scene and how it was very kind of jazz kind of it's going to be in this it's snowing it's dark yes i didn't expect it to be like knee slapping funny (laughs) i kind of did but okay keep going yeah but so i i also watch a lot of that stuff (laughs) but so um yeah so we watched it and it was i thought it was a great story around family and coming out yeah and what that was like and how it sat in his life and where it sits in his life um but it wasn't like he was it was the first time he ever came out he came out socially or like to the masses right oh right as a gay man to New York to Hollywood to the right. comedian world to Correct. the comic world he came out to that world yeah his professional world maybe rather than just his social friends and family world right like to an um, audience yeah and I've heard you know a lot of different things on it like oh my god so courageous so amazing so I was intrigued because people that I love Amy Schumer being one of them oh yep Howard Stern being another yeah um you know ranting about this so i had i like had to see it and i thought it it was good but i didn't think (laughs) (laughs) that it was the groundbreaking that i thought it was going to be i not and maybe that's maybe i put an expectation on it that i should not have i enjoyed it. it it got a little long and slow Right. I mean, that was the problem. So I, I watched it with Peach. Me and Rob were at Peaches and Daddies, and we tried to watch it. We had finished Rue. This is several weeks ago. And we had finished Rue, and like we didn't have anything to watch really. Like it was before Kardashians, really. And, you know, we tried to start watching it. And me and Peaches and Daddy and Rob were like, uh, is this going to like pick up and like change? Like, what the fuck? I mean, this is really slow. Yeah, it was slow. I thought it was good, but it wasn't a comedy special. Right. And I think that was the part that I also was like, ooh, because I was looking for it to be a comedy special. I was too. And not storytelling. Well, I was expecting to be kind of like, you know, a comedy special and like not slap your knee for like like dumb slapstick. Like I thought I I was expecting like thought-provoking set like i know not dave Chappelle because no one's fucking dave Chappelle, but you know i thought it would be like very light and like uh a lot a lot of laughs um but then it would take a serious tone at some point when he came out and then come back to funny back to funny and it was just like heavy heavy from the very beginning it was like and i think i I would have enjoyed it more if i knew going in that it was heavier than it was oh me it was heavy and so we didn't finish it we were like i don't blame you after uh, rue hanging out with your friends hey let's watch this right oh it was just like whoa okay this is bringing me down honey (laughs) right right but I want to give it credit where it was it was really insightful and it was a really well told coming out story and how difficult it was and how it's affected his family and all of that, which I thought was great. Yeah. For that it was really good. Of course. Yeah. And and, of but, course, you know, and, and I, I don't know any I don't know what this is like, but you know, I have been told, you know, Rita can correct me, 
uh, you know, being black in the gay community is much different than being white and gay. Mm-hmm. So it's a hundred percent. Yeah. It's much different. And there's a lot of stigma around it in the community. So, you know, I get it. It was, it was very brave and for him to do it. And yeah. Did you listen to him on Howard when he did the interview? Before no, I no because I wanted okay. to. I got to that episode and I wanted to see that before I go listen to that interview. See, I didn't know which order I should do it in, and I debated whether to even start watching it that night because I thought, well, I do. I want to hear him talk to Howard, or do I want to watch the special and then listen to him talk to Howard? So obviously, I didn't even get through the fucking special. So <laughs> right, <laughs> I guess I need to so, go back and see. do that first. <laughs> um. All right. Well. It's time. I mean, it's gay here all the time, but it's, happy gay pride to my sister baby bird, Serotonin. <laughs> and happy gay pride to my drag queen brother, or drag king brother, Miles High. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, speaking of gay, I mean, what would the kickoff to gay pride month be without talking about the gayest fucking thing in history and that is RuPaul's Drag Race yeah baby Woo! let's bring in I'm our ready. drag race me subject matter expert for all of you out there unfamiliar Caleb oh I'm so excited hola 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 <laughs> hola 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 Hello, hello. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, hello to you too. And, uh, thank you for that introduction. I assume we're only here to discuss Drag Race España. That's the only Drag Race that's <laughs> happening in the entire universe. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you say that, and like you, like you're clearly not watching it, just like you didn't watch Nathaniel racist. So, like. <laughs> It's oh. actually quite good. <laughs> Is it really? I oh, I believe watched. it. I actually, I'm glad you said that, and I'm hearing it from you, my drag race me, because I've been tempted to just dive in and start watching, and now I will. I mean, here's the thing is I watch everything on subtitles. It's because I'm partially deaf. And so it's like literally every single thing that I ever watch is on subtitles. And people (laughs) that don't watch with subtitles either have excellent hearing or they just can't read good. And like, I think that people that hate on subtitles just can't read good. And that's on them. Oh, I love Um, subtitles. I don't mind it at all. But no, Drag Race Sonia is amazing. Like they've only well, they just did the reunion. There is no universe in which Sharon does not win. Hey, spoiler alert! Like she just dominated the entire conversation. History of blackface, as they do in the the rest of the world, right? Um, as we used to do and learn better here. But yeah, there, I think pretty sure Sharon is going is my queen to win. Love it now. Okay, fine. Moving on. There might be other Drag Race. That is happening. Come oh. back across the pond. Come back across the pond. <laughs> Drag well, you know who needs to go back across the pond? The Vivian. Oh, was going to bring it a lot stronger. Girl. <laughs> yes. What happened? Intimidation. They, if they, if they quoted, if any preview said one more time, like, you know, Michelle Visage saying like, oh, the breath, like, the best snatch game of all time the best snatch game like the pressure for her so you're gonna bring to like esoteric like british people be like we like we of course we know like the one lady but like don't like 
we don't know her. Like, I don't know her. Like, what, what are you I doing have, with these Snatch Game characters? Yeah, I mean, like, Joanna Lumley, obviously we know her from uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Sure. But, but who is, um, what was the name? The old lady talk show host that no one could understand. <laughs> who the fuck is that? She's a comedian. Oh, uh, oh, I have it written down here. Joe, uh, Catherine Tate. Who the fuck is Catherine Tate? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I know you said you didn't want to go in order. So maybe we use, let's just, I jumped right into the viv. Let's go back. Don't do whatever. Where do you want to start? Yeah, just start. I mean, I just no. thought it would be more conversational. Okay, I, so I let's start with to... this. I'd like to start with your thoughts on the entrance of the queen with the big white and black hat. Okay. Everyone <laughs> knew. Like, listen, like the entire, like, I didn't even need to guess because I saw like the preview clip and like the entire internet, like, you know, I'm on Reddit all the time and Reddit was right. like, oh, she looks black. That's Raven. Well, right. Like, everyone, of course. And, and of course everyone, they got together. Like, it was with- like, that's clearly Raven. Like she looks too black yeah. to be black or too black to be white. Like that's just Raven. Like that's what Raven would wear. Like that's Raven. Totally. And we all knew, um, like no one thought for a fucking second that Raven was going to be a contestant on the show because who would do Rue's makeup? Exactly. Of right. A hundred percent. So my thoughts, I think it was stupid. <laughs> I t- it was dumb. It kind of was dumb, but it's like they wanted to include her somehow. It's like, I feel like I have my theory is that I feel like Raja is only on all stars because Raven is RuPaul's makeup artist. I think she's doing it just because that's Raven. That's her best friend. Because Raja, I'm not sure she belongs. It just seems a little I'm not, odd. <laughs> it is a little odd. I've got to agree. But I love her. She could She could be on. I love Raja. I love so. her. But I think she's I on a different her. level. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but Caleb, I just wanted to ask about that Raven entrance. I just thought it was stupid. And then I was like, so what? color is she now just trying to get as close to rue as possible (laughs) the thing that i live for with raja is that like raja is the only person that has references older than like rupaul and jinx monsoon it was like raja will literally be like oh don't you remember like there was like this like like scandalous story that came out about Edgar Allan Poe's like brother who was a drag queen like that's who I am and like (laughs) yeah the children are like no and even the grand aunties are like no we don't we don't know her like i don't like her like references are very not as esoteric this is going to be conversational as um RuPaul Charles II the most famous regent ever of the United (laughs) Kingdom (laughs) Oh God! The second we all know exactly what he looks like, right? But, uh, <laughs> oh my God! No, I couldn't agree more. So obviously, we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Seven, all winners all the time. What is the bet tagline? All uh, All Star Seven, uh, all something, all winners or something. Uh, um, seasons, all winners. No, well, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, would you rather have a chocolate bar or? A platinum plunger that's actually gold. I know it's not platinum at all. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad that someone brought it up. It is not platinum. But Why did she call plunger, it that? Plunger. I. It. I mean, I get it, but the, the plunger know. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I understand well, the symbolism. I, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like sometimes I do steal a joke or two. This is a joke that, like, I have to just give full, full credit to. 
I do love a drag her podcast. And like, so drag her, like their, their whole thing was their whole like big issue with the plunger, which I had not even clocked is that like your whole thing is to block, but a plunger is to unblock. Unblocks. It's unblocking. Yeah. It's an unblocking that. like this. The exact purpose of this tool is to unblock something. Right. But you're using a gold platinum plunger to that unblocks to block. Totally. I thought about that. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, maybe there's some other meaning I'm not understanding about it. Is that all they could come up with? I, I don't know. It's odd. It is a map prop if I've ever seen one. Oh, my God. One oh, hundred. Totally. You know, as produced as this season is and like, beautiful it all is, how is there a glittered plunger on the Because show? someone, yeah. Thursday night, Thursday night before the show, it's Olivia. She's out in Peach's backyard fucking <laughs> glittering it. Totally. Like, for her life at 2 a.m., she's going to make sure that thing is glittered. And 100%. we might not have platinum glitter, but we're going to call it a platinum plunger because that's alliteration. And whatever we have, we're going to make do. And that probably will be in the show on Saturday night yeah, and Friday because you have to have the props on Friday. It's so true. Oh, my God. Well, so what do you think about this theory? So, obviously, there's eight queens, right? Eight queens, eight winners uh, of previous seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, all competing to be the queen of queens. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of speculation about just these eight people there's speculation around why certain queens didn't come back. There's speculation Alaska, around, why around Bob, people. Yep, Alaska, why. Bob. We know that like Sharon um, Needles. Like, well, Sharon is canceled. Why? Can why? I think it was racism. I think I, I don't remember, but like Sharon got canceled a couple years ago. Like they don't fuck with Sharon anymore. Uh, I don't. Okay. She's like banned from the franchise. Okay. Well, who? There's others too. Like Peaches was going down the list of all of them. And she was trying to figure out who, why, who, what, what is the reason why for all these. And one of her theories is this, and let's see what you think about this. She thinks that there's another batch of eight queens waiting in the wings that are going to be carted out at some point to compete in their own winners challenge or winners, you know, circle. And then it's like going to be the queen of each of those groups because they're ultimately going to go together in some kind of like mega head to head. Interesting. Um. I like that theory, I mean, and I like that twist. I like that theory and twist, but could you imagine how long that would take to get yeah, through? Yeah, but I've said, I, when Who did cares? I tell you? I'll take it every Friday night for the rest of my fucking life. I love... Yeah, agree. I love it. I'm down for the, that. The only th reason I said that I disagreed with her on that is it wouldn't be fair to those queens waiting in the wings to not have been a part of all of this media blitz leading up the to blitz, it. And there have been Times Square, the like, Bloomingdale's windows. Yeah. Like, that was insane right like the nasdaq bell like and yes, that's why that's i knew true. that like, they wouldn't even do that to um raven it's like it's not fair it's like any queen that was on this season is on this season i think so too they, it's a good but point. there are a couple um i do have a couple theories i think that you need like to say they're all they're all queens yes they've all won to say that there are not some filler queens um is incorrect incorrect I, Eve, like Evie is filling. Oh. Like, I've, Evie is filling, feel, feeling filler. The Vivian, I thought I had so much higher expectations for her, maybe better in the comedy challenges. I just don't know if it's translating as well yeah. when she's not. And I think that it translates well when she's in the UK, but it's not like pairing, it's not sparring well it's, with U, U, US humor. 
Yeah, there is something it's, definitely amiss. You know who I think Raja is, is bringing something very special and unique. I'm yes. glad that she's educating the children. Yes. about like she she'll be like, oh well, you know, like this comes from like the petite tree and all, where M- Marie Antoinette went and met her like lovers at the <laughs> and like. And we're like, okay, well, you're supposed to look like Vanna White, but like, actually, she was the best Vanna White. But um, she was, she absolutely the best. was. Hands down, Raja was the best, more most accurate Vanna yeah. White. Raja is bringing something unique to the challenge. She's filler in a way that like she's not there to win. Like, oh, you think Raja is she, filler? In a from a production standpoint. Oh my god! I'm gonna go with no. I'd, yeah, girl, I'm to disagree with you on that one. Like, I mean, I can't believe you're saying Raja is filler, but I haven't heard the word uh, Trinity. I mean, not Trinity. Uh, Jada come out of your mouth yet. Jada, Jada just won the last challenge. Looking stunning. She crafted a garment that was eleganza for your life in like a day when like. <laughs> and like, you know what? I, I think Jinx I figured I think out how to braid. Jinx made a braid. I didn't think that Jinx Jada's made a braid. And- Jada is coming to. I think she has. She's arrived to this uh, competition, and she's so under. She's doing better than I thought she would because she's like the sleeper. She's the sleeper. Jada is the sleeper. Okay, I'm gonna just go out ahead and say my top two, and then we can go back to the rest of them. My top two are Jinx and Shay. Jinx and I, who? Shay. Jinx. Jinx and, and Shay. Shay are my. Okay, got I'm it. I'm telling you, Jinx. Is fucking hilarious. I mean, God, and we need to. I mean, we don't have time uh, to do a did full deep dive, but we need to just no, do an but, entire fucking episode on just her. Oh my God! Like, I is that my was, camera? I is that my camera? Like, oh my God! She's here, brilliant. I've got, the, I've got the compile if we want to go to that. Uh, yeah. Oh, let's do it. Of Jinx Snatch Game. Here's a like a little quick uh, of just a compilation of just a couple of little um, buzz buzzwords or little phrases from from Jinx. Doing her double-headed snatch game. Snatch game was they had to do two characters this time. First time ever they did one character and then came back. And Jinx was her first Natasha Leon. Natasha, Natasha Leon. Thank you. And then of course the lead. The, the I mean the most epic one that's ever been done. Iconic of all time. All time was um, Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Unbelievable. Probably. I had to stop halfway through to catch my breath. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable that she fucking decided to use one of Rue's songs and do that as I, Judy Garland. It blew my mind. I was. <laughs> I was. Okay. Speechless. It was incredible. Let's go to, and I don't know why she's controversial, but like a lot of people think that she is controversial. <laughs> Following that up, when um, like made the best one, and they're like, oh my they god, switched dra- they switched it to drag. Queen. They switched what it to drag her- queen. Yeah. What are her thoughts on Trinity the Talk? I have loved her forever, and I still love her. Always have. She's hilarious. I want. I want her in my top two or three. I want her and Jinx. They were so Trinity. I forgot how funny she yes. is. She's hilarious I all the time. Her. She is great. What do you think? 
Caleb. I don't know why. I forget. I forget. But like all these woke, woke people that I listen to, oh. like on other podcasts, they're like, they're like, uh, it's annoying. Trinity's so good. Trinity's so good. And like, apparently she's like mortgaged, like her condo and the condo next to her and half of St. Petersburg into like buying her like looks. I do not. Who cares? Like, how did you, who cares? Yeah, she looks fucking stunning. She's amazing. Yeah, but- and this, there's a joke that's like, huh, huh, I'm plastic. It's my, oh, don't get me too close to a stove. I'm going to mail. Like that whole like, dr- like, you know, plastic surgery thing. But like, I think she actually rises to the challenges and she's better, yeah. way better comedy than we give her. Like she's good at comedy and she's good at um, the runway. Stunning. She's not good she's, at lip sync. She's lost two lip syncs. Totally agree. Yep. She is, uh, she's always made jokes about her plastic surgery, but she has other jokes and she's quick. Yeah. And she comes, yeah, she's hilarious. So, yeah, I would say, like, my, I love the, so my tops would be, I think, Jinx, Trinity, and maybe Shay. I mean, I don't, there's something about Shay, Caleb, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but there is just something about her that I do does I don't like, and you're gonna say I don't like black people or something like that, like you always do. But like, there's something what? about no, no, no. Wait, no. her that I just say. Like, hold on, let me not, hold on just no, a second. I'm hold on, say, let me say this. Edit, okay, hold on, just let me edit get this that one. out the podcast. I have never said that. I would never say you don't like black people. That is not let Sarah finish. No, no, no. You said when you said before, you said, "Oh, let's just face it, you don't like Canadians." Like because I didn't like uh, Jimbo, I didn't like uh, what's her name. So I was making a joke. So, so but but, listen, it's, uh, you can joke about Canadians, okay, Boo? Don't be calling me. <laughs> okay. I didn't call you that. I'm just saying I was making a joke that that anyone can say they hate Canadians. I'm fine with that. Like, <laughs> I, like does that make me prejudiced? I don't know. Just oh, you just happen to hate Canadians. Okay, but like no. you can't say black people. No, we don't say we don't hate any. That's the the whole point. That's the whole joke is we don't hate any. But the thing is that I was female say, presenting, the, male presenting, that's right. Heidi presenting, however you like identify. Right, of course. No, I was seriously. I was making a joke. But the thing is that like I. Uh, there's something about her in her co- pursuit for being completely perfect all the time, kind of like what Miss Fame got criticized for, what Courtney Act got criticized for. It's like you never show any vulnerability. You can't be perfect that that all the time, constantly. It's impossible. You got to show. That is actually very fair, and I actually and RuPaul's Drag Race does hate that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can't stand you. No one is perfect like that. She is stunning. She is a great personality, but it's like there's just something there. It's like there's no like little chink in her armor. It's like I need to see a flub. I need to see an imperfection for me. I I actually respect that. And you actually are right. You are calling out like what that is. The, the, the best, fastest way to lose RuPaul's Drag Race is to not give any trauma for RuPaul to monetize <laughs> to frack yeah but Did you he's can't already fracked all of it, their trauma because they've uh, all the you know they've already been there so speaking of fracking this yeah this is a drop from last from the last time when caleb said this i pulled this and i gotta play it this is from the last rupaul's recap Ru- oh god frack your trauma for absolute black gold <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Black gold. Oh my God, it's, I am so brilliant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. She will. She, they need some trauma. They need some imperfections. Well, they don't need trauma this season. They've already, again, Heidi's right. Can, can we go back to the um, the opener still with, what about Rue's 
music, his new, her oh. new song and that stage. I'm saying, oh. I'm sorry. It was awful. Bad. <laughs> I mean, it was B-A-D bad. Oh my God. When she was trying to dance, I mean, poor thing. And she can't? Whoa. I was like, <laughs> girl, she's scared of falling and breaking a hip. Oh, she is. <laughs> I just was like, that stage, all of it, I was like, oh, don't do that again. Please don't do that again. <laughs> but she'll do it again. Yeah. Do you remember Caleb in the first one when she was doing her new song? Oh, no, I remember. I'm working up the joke. I'm just not quite there yet. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do you know what it reminds me of? And I think that I know, Sarah, you're going to know this. Do you ever follow whether it's like on like Instagram or like TikTok or whatever, like the Papa crew? And there's these all these hot, like muscle, like kind of daddy, kind of hairy, sometimes not, whatever. And it's like the Papa crew, and there's one, and they all like get in the line and they all just do like three counts of nothing. Yes, I know exactly who they are. And then it's like the next guy, and they're like, oh, but now we're in Miami and now we're in Greece and now we're in LA. And there's just like the same, like, whatever, rotating group. And like, that's been like, you know what? Rue, like th- these hot guys, like when I see these, like the Papa crew, I'm like, you know what? Thank God you can't fucking dance because I would literally kill myself. Like, you're so good looking, but you're so bad at this. Like, <laughs> when I see Rue up there, I'm like, you look stunning. You're worth a trillion dollars. Uh, totally. But like, this song is atrocious. Your dancing is garbage. Like, just don't even try. Like, just put on your sweatpants and sit in the booth. Like, what, totally. What <laughs> the Papa Crew. So the Papa Crew. I just now looked him up. I have not seen them, but there's you. Know, you don't know the the one. There's one guy that I follow like aggressively. That like I, he makes me the most mad. That's why I follow him the most. Um, Who is it? Alfie <laughs> Cinematic. It's out. What is it? Dirty blonde hair and like a hairy chest. Yeah, he's straight. Oh, I know. Oh, he. That's oh, what oh, pisses me off. Is he's straight right here? Yes. Oh, he's oh I, like he's always always up in the grill with us. I'm like homo like teasing like trying to get you like it, yeah and that pisses me off i don't like that at all no i'm mean, like it's but like i do but i do hate watch it because i'm like uh, of course bruh, bruh, you are you cannot dance to save your life oh yeah and he's uh, he you know what i think he's doing a lot of filming of only fans too like I i'm think sure he is he because he's like a he just does like a filming and shit like i've kind of like watched him for a while independently not of the the papa crew and I saw him, there was someone that posted something on an Instagram story, and they were about to do an OnlyFans shoot, some porn star I follow, and they were like, oh yeah, there's Alfie getting the camera ready, and you could see Alfie back there getting ready to film them fucking. The narcissism is nauseating. Oh, it is un, it is sickening, sickening. I can't stand like, him. The level of, like, yeah, the level of narcissism is so nauseating, like, they think they're such hot shit, yeah. and that's why I'm like... I could five, six, seven, like your ass so hard, but like, I don't look like you. So, right. but you know what? Like, again, yeah. like, but you're going to follow. You're not gonna, of course. I love it. Like you said, I follow him so hard. <laughs> Aggressively. <laughs> Aggressively. <laughs> but it. this is like, high, like y'all know, but y'all are both a little country. Like, you know, mama always said like, God only gives with one hand. So like, like I makes me feel a little bit better myself. I'm like, I might not look like the Papa crew, but like my God, they, totally. they don't know a five, six, seven to save their goddamn lives. <laughs> oh, see peaches does the same <laughs> thing. That. So like peaches will do the same thing. Like if she sees like, you know, like a drag queen or something, or if I point out someone that's hot or something, she will take the picture that I 
and give to her and she will go look at the house they live in look at that shithole look at that no <laughs> curtains no bedspread mattress on the floor paint chips on the wall and she's like they have not got a pot to piss in they can have their good makeup and their hair she gets so pissed and i'm like well she's kind of right it's like <laughs> you know we have a fucking pot to piss in it's like i don't know it's just the same kind of like correlation <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question. I have a couple more questions here. What do you think of this Monet and Trinity alliance? Fake as fuck. Fake? I think, okay. What? I actually, I'm, I'm going to put Monet in my top four. Okay. Like my top four is Jinx, Shay, Trinity, Monet. <laughs> Pretty okay. soon I'm going to know who your top seven are. <laughs> Right. It's like it's like how do you do this? It is really hard to do a top three. Yeah, it's hard. So wait, go ahead. Talk about the Monet Trinity. Well, I mean, that's obviously that's an easy pick because those are the four with badges already. There's going to be, and they can also don't worry. That there might be some shenanigans. Production might pull, like pull some shenanigans as we go forward, and like yes. oh, it's a double badge, or you get to the, or there's oh. a double plunger, or there's God knows they're going to pick who they want to fucking pick. In the oh, game. you're so this right. Is the most produced season of all time. You're so and right. That, I, <laughs> my notes lot. are like super produced, but so, it's great. I'm loving the production value. Oh, love it. So you think, so, the, yeah. you think the Monet and Trinity Alliance is fake. It's good for TV. Do you think that the producers put them up to that or? Do no, think- I don't think, I think that like the camera got in their face and they're like, what's good TV. I actually do think they are friends. I do like too. they keep they keep saying like they want us to be en- enemies. They want us to be enemies. I actually don't yeah. think anyone wants them to be. Like everyone knows, like you guys have been played this like twinner thing like for years. Like that's your shtick. Like yeah. no one, everyone knows that you're fr- fine and friends. Like it's fine. Um, but when then here was what was embarrassing when Trinity started shopping it around. Like the alliance. Oh, he like, was like, This is an alliance. They're like, Do you want an alliance? And it was like, literally, it reminded me of the like, old McDonald had a phone. You get an alliance and you get an alliance. And it was like, Everyone got an alliance and like, every no one was biting. Like, no one cares. It was like, No one cares about this made for TV drama that like they're kind of trying to create. Yeah. Like, and it's at the end of the day, I think they're all kind of just do what makes the most sense for the show not even for their own winterhood like what like it's just gonna be what's good for the show like yeah i mean whenever they whenever they started shopping it around that's when i really was like why did you do that it was so fun to it was going to be so fun to watch that carry through all the way to the end and then they started fucking around with it you don't understand what have you ever been into like a, a workroom or a workroom not even a workroom like a tv set where it's like here's a box and there's a big camera filming two people and they're like do you want an alliance yes i want an alliance like <laughs> yeah. this isn't in the fucking jungles of bali this right. isn't some secret alliance everyone knows what's going on right and so it's like <laughs> and that everyone else is so aware of like production they're just like uh, no i'm not i'm good with that like i don't they don't need to be part of that storyline like production is trying to force a storyline i don't even think they care that much like they all seem like they love each other and they're friends and like they're just there to like get more followers right. and have a good time and look stunning on social media like who cares it's fun like it's there's a good no reason to be on a show <laughs> what'd you say Heidi? 
That's a good reason to be on a show. Yeah. Hang out with your friends and look stunning for yeah, social it, media. Why not get more followers? That's what well, they do. Well, and this season, I love that this that there's no one going home. It has adds a whole new different feel to it. Just like you said, did I Make, call that? I called. I know. Oh my god, you totally did. And I'm so glad. I love I that love aspect it. of it. It's so great. Who's gonna spend like thirty, forty thousand dollars or? Trinity 200 right. like your entire life savings um, <laughs> on costumes to come back if you get eliminated in the first episode like right. you wouldn't it makes like no the sense. only way that when they acted surprised they're like oh no one's going home and they all acted surprised they all knew that that's the only reason they were convinced to come on this season that like if you're gonna spend this money and come back and do this we mm-hmm. will give you a blowout right fucking like PR budget like you're gonna be everywhere you are in every episode they all said yes that's the only reason they say this okay let's go back to the queens who did not get invited are you ready yeah who these are my top three bob the drag queen yep um who else pitched a, a fit bob a la- pitched a little bit of alaska pitched a kind of a fit yep what and about what about aquaria what about violet tchotchke oh oh my god to the real tea the Violet Gottmik people are like pushing back. Apparently, yeah. I haven't watched it, but like apparently Violet and Gottmik are being nasty as fuck on the RuPaul, like the photo review. Oh, I, oh, right. I saw someone post a picture of Raven in her outfit. I mean, in Raja in her amazing Louis XIV outfit. They're coming outfit. for Raja. Like, Listen, they're oh, literally, right. That's they're what they booting, said. They're booting Raja. They said, someone posted a picture of that amazing outfit Raja wore, that Louis XIV, whatever, with the shoes that she built from the shoes up. And they said they took a picture of that and posted it and said, "Can't wait to hear Violet Chachki boot, boot this for no good reason." No, apparently they they've been booting Raja. Really? Like it's a whole. It's actually like, and I honestly I don't like. Part of me wants to look at everything. I don't have enough time in my day or life. <laughs> but the current like host of Photo Review because Raja's right. not hosting. Yeah. Right, she can't. They're turning on the like. They're turning on her. That's dumb. And Violet and Got are like coming for Raja and like booting her looks. Like, Who the fuck are one- they to come for her? First of all, well, they have amazing looks. Don't get me wrong; they can fucking turn a look out. But Godmick used to do the fashion photo review with Raja a lot, and I liked the, right. their dynamic together. So, but now it's like. What people are saying is that, like, they're too similar. Like, they almost egg each other on, like, being, like, cunt, cunt, cunt. Oh, see, I don't like the oh. cunt, cunt, cunt thing. I don't like that no, at all. No, uh-uh. No. So, uh, yes. So, we did, have... Yeah. So, Bianca refused. I think Bianca refused because she was not going to spend the money. Of course. Well, she refused because she it's like... she knows she's not a runway girl. She's funny as fuck, but she ain't going to spend the money on those runway looks. Right. Bianca was she never going to spend it. the money. She doesn't need it. She's beyond all of this. Yeah, so is Bob, and Bob made a comment. I wasn't. Alaska felt like butthurt a little bit, but I also feel like you can't have. Alaska would just eviscerate the competition. Yeah, she would be good. Who else? I think. I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't ask her, but we don't know. Like, they also like to like put out their own things about like oh i'm sad that i wasn't but like maybe there's a lot more reasons that like why you did there's it. always more um, reasons yeah like, you're in a fight with production because you have a whole empire with like other people that production doesn't like you know it's like world of wonder doesn't like Willem, and like you have an old empire with like who knows what like there's so much politics and like gay nonsense oh, totally. that goes on behind the scenes that we will <laughs> never know 
I can speculate about like what happens on the show, like the twists and turns on the show, but like all the behind the scenes politics, like like how big money this is, is insane. Like, oh yeah, totally. totally, huge dollars. If this doesn't um, show where it's, you know, the money that's behind it, I don't know what right. does. Um, we got to wrap up soon, but here I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, at a drag con. I think Caleb, you were going to talk about this. Uh, at DragCon LA. At, oh my God, I have to Google it. Hold on, hold on. At the Let me, you start yours. I'm going to pull up mine. Well, I have the clip here of her saying, not knowing the name. Um, So at DragCon LA, the Rue was standing there and all of the season, all-star season seven queens were standing there beside her. And allegedly, Rue forgot Jinx's name. Now, Caleb, you say, and Ben Crim says, which I'll play after this, that Rue famously doesn't know any of their names. And I'm like, how does she not know some of these names? And Jinx was just on the show. So I'm like... That's I, my, that was my comment. Right, Jinx, so I don't know if she's playing a joke off of herself or she really right, forgot right. that, like... Just play the clip. Oh, here we go. I told um, um, this one right here, because your name is... Jinx. <laughs> 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 I, it's like I'm not I think I feel like it was a joke it sounded like a joke it didn't sound like a forget I know and then I'm here, sorry I'm gonna do this on tape excuse me what are you doing I'm pissing you're pissing or right, while you pee I'm gonna play, play no 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 I'm this is garbage why would you joke about no fix if that's like the reputation you have fix that fix like, what you're saying to Rue fix that like if this is a girl that's clearly a front runner in the new upcoming season of your show that's about to debut and you're gonna be like i don't know your, like that's your joke that you want to make about yourself it's like Haha, i don't know your name like no be like my queen jinx monster like, I, know, I just don't understand i don't I, that's it's why so, i can't tell if it's real it's or not kind of rue though it's rue's kind of like i i think he's kind of like she's kind of like that so listen she's to me yeah. I think she's threatened by Jinx Monsoon by how talented she saw Jinx on the season was, and it was a way to knock these bitches down. So you know, you might be the queen of all queens, but no, bitch, I'm the queen of all queens. Oh man, like, yeah, you're you're going very deep psychologically, which could be true. Maybe it's yeah. the subconscious mind of RuPaul. <laughs> really, I'm that's a that's a good theory. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. here a after that happened, the next day, Bindula Krim was on uh, Get Ready With Me, like on one of her uh, Instagram stories or TikTok or some shit like that, doing her face, and she said this. Did you all see RuPaul not know Jinx's name? A drug con. <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Um, she doesn't know any of our names. Do you know that when I was on All Stars, I mean, when all of us were on All Stars 3, she looked at Shangela and said, haven't you been here before? <laughs> We'd all been there before. It was all stars. And again, I think like, okay, that's like a joke about Shangela leaving and coming back, leaving and coming back. No, 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 no. I think this is real tea. Oh, God. I mean, I, I, I just, it's hard for me to really swallow that tea. Mm, but it kind of makes sense. I know. I mean, how many queens are there, Caleb? Give what's the number? One hundred and twenty now. One hundred and girl, make up a number, and no, everyone would believe you. I like know. I, 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 even I don't know at this point. Like international franchises, like oh you no, could just yeah. Be like 
There yeah. are 237, like, okay, sure, yeah. Oh, like, I don't expect you to know all of them. Do I expect you to know Jinx Monsoon? Yes. Who just might have won, like, you just filmed a season with her. Right. Killing it, and you laughed at her hysterically. <laughs> yes. Two, you gave her two, like, um, <laughs> Like you, she played two's character. Like I don't know. I can't even like finish the sentence because like it makes me crazy. Because like I'm bad at names too, so I will. I'm not giving her a pass, but I know. I think this was a. I think this was to bring her down. Okay, well there you go. You heard it from the Drag Race to me. <laughs> there she is. is. She said it. Is she said it now? Here. I have I have one final question for you. Is Jinx Monsoon female presenting, or is she male presenting? I'm going to say that Jinx Monsoon is 100% Jinx presenting. Uh, oh, good. That's a good answer. I like that. That's a great answer. <laughs> I love her. I have to say, I look at her testimonial footage and I'm like, I can't tell if she's female presenting well, no, or if I, she's I male like, presenting. We, is, this, is this literally... Oh, I feel like we did this over text. We haven't done this over like the pod. Um, Every single winner... This is a winter season. They all spent their winner's money on plastic surgery. Oh, man. Big time. No that's, one looks the fucking same. They that's, don't, no, <laughs> no one looks the same as they did on their normal season. It's so and they true. Are, and they are made up. Yeah. I mean, they all are female presenting when you take that into... Yes, you're right. I mean, they've done so much plastic surgery that it, they all look female presenting in their body. And that's what the thing is. I think people respect Trinity because Trinity's like, my ass is fake. My nose is fake. Right. My, but like everyone else, they they all fake as fuck. That, those right. weren't Shay's cheeks. Those were, That was not Jinx's cheeks or Chen or but like, no, Raja, like you have like a skin that didn't exist before like 20... 20 like that skin just like technology did not come up with that skin i don't know where you came no, up with it but right. like they all bought new faces totally and other body parts with their winning money like that's the thing about a winter season is like they got new fashions but they also all got new faces beyond all right there you go that's the first episode one two three recap of all-star seven all winners RuPaul's Drag Race going on right now. Legendary legend stars. Ru's music can be bought everywhere music is sold. <laughs> <laughs> and she will frack your trauma for black gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kayla. Well, Thank you right. so much for Love having you, girl. me. I'll talk to you all next time. Okay. I okay. love Can't having wait. you. Right. Bye. Kitty girl. So, uh, did you, you know that after All Stars, they're playing the reruns of season one. Oh, are they? I was just, I was like, I'm just going to see what comes on after. And I was like, <gasps> like right. when you look at season one and now the absolute, the most produced, produced, produced RuPaul's anything show of his, holy <laughs> just go back you know you have them all just go look at a couple just to oh, I remember know. where it all and to look at rue oh ooh, i know girl i'm telling you raven has got her look down that makeup it's is not fucking... even raven honey i'm talking season one no no, no i know but raven <laughs> raven now with that makeup. oh yes no it's yeah. incredible but just to it's like wow the metamorphosis is incredible it's insane. 
It's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. What are the little updates do we have? I think we have a little more time. Uh, I, there was some things, you know, last week we went really hard and really deep and really wide into the shooting. And, you know, I don't want to get down in that uh, that negative place again. But I'm good. A, yeah, a couple of things happened that just made me so happy. Uh, you know, I see, like, what'd you say a while ago? Check the box of hope when you go vote. Like, maybe there is some kind of hope. Uh, I don't know. Um, but there, I forgot to bring in these two clips that you just sent me. Um, there was a, the, as we said last week, the NRA continued with their, uh, their convention last weekend uh in texas i don't know where it was in texas but there was a massive protest out front and listen to what they were chanting this just made me so fucking happy to hear this right so then again this is what i've been saying this is the only way anything is going to change is to vote them out he was saying they were all chanting, vote them out. And then the, you can hear this guy saying, louder! And then they would chant it back. It was fucking awesome. I mean, it was chilling. That's to, awesome. I, mean, I love that. It, yeah, that gives me that gives me hope. It does. I'm like, I'm, that. keep that same energy and let's go all the way to November 2nd or 3rd or 4th or whatever it is. Please, please. And then here was Greg Abbott was appearing uh, somewhere. I don't know where and I don't care where. But he there were people lined up uh, watching him walk into wherever he was at uh, booing him, which I thought was this made me so happy, too. Oh, see? Oh, my God. I hope he goes down. I do, too. He's got two more But they've got to keep... Yeah, I know, but they've got to keep... If they don't keep that momentum behind getting him out, right? right. You got to be... Just keep reminding, keep reminding, keep screaming everywhere he is at any time. They need that power behind... Or outside. Yeah. Constant. For those news clips. Constant. Please. Like, just don't stop. Please. So, I... Uh, do you have the clip I sent you? I do, yeah. I, I okay. cut it, and I cut it to the point there was a... At the beginning, they were just talking. He was kind of just, like, leading up to it. So, I took it to the to the, um, to the the main part where he's talking to Wayne LaPierre. Like, well, go ahead, go so, up, a little but, background. So, yeah. there's these two guys, and I've actually been following them for a few years now so um during trump rallies when trump was running i really uh ran into when i found them on tiktok and ran into them so they're called the good liars um you can find them on tiktok you'll love them neil uh and their names are jason selvig and darvim stifler i think are their names and they go in they're interrupters but in almost an intelligent way like they go in they've yeah. they've been to trump 
actually in rooms where there only might have been 150 people, MAGA hats on, and then just like cheering him on. And then they would yell out like, uh, this is boring. You're boring us. Give us a joke. Like they're getting thrown out of events on purpose. These are the guys that went into Trump Tower and they put like fuck Trump t-shirts in oh, the Trump Tower gift shop and they put okay. all this, you know, anti, you know, just fuck Trump memorabilia. So they do this. Talk to people at the uh, rallies. They were at the insurrection. They, so just a little lead up of what they do. And uh, then they were actually at the NRA. Um, look, it's basically, it's like a, it's a setting of like a town hall. Right. There's a microphone and people can go yeah, in and Yeah, a microphone and people can go in. It says <clears throat> A14, meaning you're for the NRA, or you've got a microphone for against the oh. NRA. And he's standing at the four. So he's speaking in like, <sighs> I am for an NRA. So right. go ahead. And so here, I'll play the first part of it too, just to, after you, the talk up. We need to hear the, the first part, I think. So here, here we go. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jason Selvig, and I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. And I would like to say that I am sick and tired of the left-wing media, and frankly, people in this room today, spreading misinformation about Wayne LaPierre. When who is the uh, CEO of the National Rifle Association since like 1991, I think. Yeah, correct. Whenever there's a mass shooting, they all say that Wayne LaPierre isn't doing enough to stop these mass shootings and even implying that Wayne LaPierre has played a part in making it easier for these shooters to, to get guns, to get weapons. <laughs> so I also you're, you're love it because, you know, the visual of it is they go back and forth. They're watching, showing him oh, talk yeah. and then they're showing Wayne and they're all just kind of look at each other like, oh, all right. Okay, right. Like, hey, and then they start, right. And then it starts to change. It, after Las Vegas. You heard it after Pulse Nightclub in Orlando. You heard it after Columbine. You, you, you heard it after Parkland. You heard it after Virginia Tech. You heard it after Sandy Hook. You heard it after El Paso. You heard it after Buffalo. You kept hearing that Wayne LaPierre isn't doing enough. And frankly, that's not true. And then it changes and he continues on. And this is where it basically shifts and it, I love it because you can go, and when you do watch it, you can see they start to look bewildered. So they go, huh? huh? And they're kind of like looking, like, do we stop him? Do we? Uh, it's it's so great. You know what this reminds me of? It was the shit that Benji Bronk does on Howard Stern back in the day. Where he oh, would, yeah. Where he would go to press conferences and do stuff like this. Like, we inter when he interviewed um, the guy that took dip, uh, dick pics and sent them uh, <laughs> Wiener, uh, what's his name, Anthony Wiener. Uh, Anthony, yeah, yeah. I mean, this shit takes massive balls. Like, Beyond. I couldn't do this. I could. I would be scared to fucking shitless death. The NRA, under Wayne Lapierre's leadership, has provided thoughts and prayers <laughs> to the victims and their families. And and maybe <laughs> these mass shootings would stop happening if if we all thought a little bit more so and we great. prayed. A little bit more. So good. So I'm, I'm asking everyone in this room to think, to pray, give your thoughts and your prayers and your thoughts 
and your prayers and your prayers and your thoughts. And if we give enough of these thoughts and these prayers, these mass shootings will stop. So I, I want to thank you, Wayne LaPierre, for all your thoughts and all your prayers. Awesome. Fucking brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant. And never does, at one point, does he lose composure. Never. Never. It is incredible. Um, and, you know, people started clapping, and I'm like, God, wouldn't I love to see I, Wayne LaPierre's face as they're all sitting there like, uh. But that's something, when I think about that and how they do that, like, Get that out. That stuff is really, I think it's impactful. It is. It's like, you know, that's the uprising we need. Absolutely. So I'd say to everyone, go follow these guys, the good liars. Yeah, I'll definitely follow them. I love that shit. It's you kind- will love everything they've done. It's kind of like Jordan Klep- Kepler or Klepler when he goes to the Trump rallies. Very similar, right? Oh. The guy from the Colbert, or no, yes. he's now the Daily from oh. the Daily Show. Yeah. My it's- God. I love... It's funny. When you first introduced me to him, I thought, well, wait, are these the same guys? But they're not, but they do the same thing. Yeah. There's another guy named Walter Masterson. He um, kind of does this kind of thing. He dresses up in like... He puts a, an American flag draped over him. Trump puts the MAGA hat on, puts the most ridiculous shit on, and then he'll go talk to these people because they'll talk to him, obviously, because the, he's one of them. And Absolutely. he gets them to say shit. And then, he, of course, a lot of them figure out who he is and start to turn on him. But it's so great because a lot of them don't. They're so stupid. That's the thing. It's like the questions that are asked and the, how they're answered. And just they're just being ripped apart over right over their heads. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's no just idea. incredible. No it's idea. Awesome. Love it. Um, yes. And then one little thing, Heidi, I hope that you're going to get up. It's at 5 o'clock in the morning. That means 3 o'clock in the morning, your time. Tomorrow, darling, is the beginning of the Queen's 70th Jubilee. It is the Platinum Jubilee. I'm terribly excited for Her Majesty. Oh, Liz, we love you over here. We love you, darling, over here across the pond. I'm sure that our invitation will be here any day, and you're going to fly us on the newly restored Concorde jet to come to your Jubilee here at WGRL Radio. I already have the perfect fascinator. I can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah, at tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning, she the big parade happens where she gets into that gold estate coach, which they never bring out except for these jubilees and special occasions. Except for when it's Cinderella Day. Right. <laughs> and obviously this is her first jubilee. I think it was supposed to happen last year, uh, but uh, COVID, obviously, they couldn't have it. So they're doing it tomorrow is when it starts uh, at work. We do some work with um, some UK offices and they are all a Twitter. I mean, they are like, we're off tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Queen's Platinum Jubilee. We're blowing our wigs off. It's all going down. Like they are all partying their ass off over the next four days. Yes, I love it. I have a colleague um, that's British and him and his wife are on like a 10, 12-day vacation, Italy, and they're in London for the Platinum Jubilee. And he's... Jesus. They are so excited. And I was like, well... Come on, dogs, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) 
Get release you. the the. Re, what is it? The foxhound. The, release, the, release the fox. Release the corgis, darling. Release the the corgis need to be out. Yeah. yeah oh, the dear, corgis don't the really corgis race. Corgis are shitting <laughs> all over the newly manicured oh lawn. Oh my gosh! What's the drink? What are we supposed to be drinking? I don't know, but remember the last time there was a big royal event? Me and you and Lur stayed up all night. Uh, that royal event was the wedding. The wedding, Megan. That was and so fun. <laughs> that was Harry and Megan. Yeah, that was so fun. Are you going to get up and watch it? You know, I thought about it, but it's five o'clock for me. I mean, that's a that's early, girl. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, that's three o'clock for me. But I might be. I can tape it. If it was a Friday night, and it was like I if, would, I, if I had to get up on like a Saturday morning and do it, absolutely, I would be up. At I five could o'clock. even get up on a Friday morning and do it because I yeah. know that Saturday would be all right. But whew. right. I can't do that on Thursday. No, no, no. I still have work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, darling. I will just have to catch this jubilee on repeat. Fabulous. Go, go, queen. Go, queen. Go, girl. Go. You go, queen. You go, queen. He. Hi, get <laughs> Queen. Oh, my God. Well. She better work. She better work that runway tomorrow. She better what color do you think she's wearing? Shantae down that... How many hours ride is it in that coach? Surely it's air-conditioned <sighs> and, like, enclosed. It's everything she needs. <laughs> I'm sure, exactly. It's whatever she's she like, wants. She's like, I ain't fucking around. I know, but 70 years. And you know what? I mean, she's a monster, though, I will have to say. I mean, wow. What and, color do you think she's wearing? Um, Platinum. I think she'll be wearing something silver, probably. Silverish, platinum-y looking. Mm. You know why? Yeah, but I'm wondering if that's really her color. It's not really. It's not really what her she color. wears. It'd kind of be all the same color. Her hair, her skin. If she would literally, be, they'd be like, "Where's the? It looks like a ghost just right. got in so, to the carriage." Maybe some really bright. Like she looks good in like bright pinks and purples she and does. yellows. She looks really good in yellows. Yeah, jewel tones. I mean, I'm it's spring, say- so she's not gonna wear you know like deep jewel tones. Yeah, I think I think she's gonna wear a jewel tone, like a nice bright jewel tone. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I like that. But you know, I'll record it. I'll set the you know the DVR or the whatever you push these days. Whatever they are these days. Whatever it's called. The I'll, stream button. <laughs> yeah. This, I'll I'll put in the CD ROM. <laughs> you too. Yeah. I'm gonna set up my VHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, there you have it. RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Seven recap. Thank you again to Caleb, our Drag Race Smee for breaking all the tea down with us. It's always a pleasure to have him on to cuss and discuss the behind the scenes of RuPaul's Drag Race and all the Love conspiracy it. theories. Um, and I guess we will talk to you all next week. I think we can. Yeah, we next will. Week. And it's it gonna be- is uh, 25 days to Alegria. Yes, we need to talk about if we're going to record a live in studio session with Gretchen. When you are here, we can maybe have a nice special episode of WGRL. Um, but that is to be discussed and determined at a later time because right now, like we said, it's Wednesday and we have to get up and be adults tomorrow and work. Do we? Get- we do. But before we, that, we have you to- should call, comment, like, and, and subscribe. subscribe. All right. WGRL. All right. Until the next one. See you on the dance floor.
playing back around again.